welcome to Kevin Kev Talking Sports. I'm Kev. I'm Kev. I'm Paul. Paul Paul's again. Back. Paul, you're, bre- you're breaking records. You're breaking records you with the old K and K Sports. <laughs> get my get my get fit for my jacket here anytime. There oh, you yeah. go. Well, what is what is this? Seven seven eight. 15 like times now. <laughs> what are you, a 44 long? What are you? <laughs> hey, I'm excited to be back. It's always it's always a good time to sit and talk sports with with you guys. You guys know what you're talking about, and I love to love to be able to, to listen in and help. Yeah, well, it's great having you back. And the the people have spoken, and they want more of Paul. And and here you are. The man delivers. And we you have know, you're some... still holding you're holding on to the title, our most listened to episode. You're all over the top five, my friend. So no pressure. That's it. That's it. <laughs> this is, you guys are great. I mean, you guys are really, I love the, the the weekly rundowns of the different divisions because really if you're a football fan, that's that's what's most important. It's not just knowing your team and your team schedule, but kind of knowing what the league is like, that really helps. And knowing what, you know, your players and teams and, and things are going to go against, I think, I think that's really what NFL fans love. So you guys have really been able to bring that to people. And I know that's nice to hear. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And of course, as you have seen and been a part of, we've had a lot of awesome guests too, that that really have the lowdown on at least one team. And in some cases, you know, whole, whole divisions. So that's been really helpful to us too, just to get, get the word, you know, from the, the people in the know. Yeah, we're trying. I, I have learned a lot. I've learned, you know, don't make your picks too early. <laughs> Because when further information comes out and blows everything that you've already said out of the water a few weeks down the road. So, um, yeah, it's been really interesting just going through division by division. For those who have been tuning in regularly, we are in the midst of those division by division breakdowns of the NFL and, and making predictions. But it's also another season that you guys are familiar with. It's fantasy football season. And so we, we've kind of interrupted that process to uh, to enjoy a little fantasy football week here with Kevin Kev. And we just did our live draft, which was on Twitch, the live stream. If you guys haven't been tuning in for that, check it out. It's always a lot of fun. But this was a particularly good one because we did our fantasy football draft. So what what did you guys think about that? Any uh, any takeaways? I, I think for me, the, the biggest thing is that Kev gave – such a, a thumbs up to my early quarterback pick. I, I think to me, I was I just was jealous. Really, I was, I was just... really, really hoping that, you know, my draft strategy would yield more of the, the seal of approval from, from Kev than anything else. And, and I know picking Mahomes early really, really made Kev feel like he was working with a pro. And well, so... talk, talk about it though. I mean, what were you thinking? <laughs> Do you have the goal in mind going in? You wanted Mahomes? Cause I mean, that's fine. I did. I mean, I to me, he's a guy who's going to guarantee you X number of points per week. We talked about it as the draft was going on. There are certain players, whether it's a running back or a wide receiver, where you feel like, okay, that person's going to get me this many points each week, and I don't really have to think about it. If it doesn't happen, then what are you going to do? But you can feel pretty confident uh, yeah. that's going to come through. And Mahomes typically, you know, doesn't get hurt, unlike a, a running back. So I felt, you know, just again, to me, that was just a pick that was going to guarantee me a certain number of points for 16 weeks. And I wouldn't yeah. have to think because the worst thing in the world 
is picking the wrong guy. I mean, we've all yeah. been a million times. We're like, if I had just started. And so I don't really have to think too much about quarterback. That's my guy. I'm going I'm to just lock him in, rip off the knob, and then everything else will, will inevitably go wrong. But at least I'll know that until, you know, he has one or two uncharacteristic terrible games or his all receivers or running backs get hurt. But but that to me is, is, is what okay. I need is the certainty of knowing I'm going to get a certain, you know, I can bank on a certain number of points each week. And then if I just make a couple of good calls from the running back or the wide receiver, then I'll be okay. So you're not, you're not concerned about them losing Tyreek. You know, I would be normally. I mean, I, I really, but I, I think, I think picking up, you know, a couple of the players they did that I, yeah. I think they're going to win. Like Ju- oh, and you got Juju too. I so got Juju, was- right. So that was <laughs> mitigating. That was to try to mitigate some of that. So if anyone's going to be able to replicate what's lost with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the guy. So I thought there were enough weapons in there that you could pencil them in. And if, you know, Hilaire Smith is healthy and, you know, again, there's the Kraft Kelsey. I mean, there's, there's enough points from that quarterback spot to go around. I I thought for me, I, I don't have to worry about one position at all, except on a bye week. And then I picked up, you know, Rogers. So that to me seems like a pretty good fill in if I need it. And if there's an injury issue, then I'm okay. So that's a crazy good feeling. So you got Rogers as your backup QB. Right. Well, but again, my running backs collectively may not score 30 points all year. So it was, (laughs) right. It's not a great, it's not a great overall roster, but I, I, it, it, it's, it's, everyone has like a different strategy and mine is I I gotta get a QB. It's just easiest for me to Mm -hmm. do. Well, let's put it out there. I mean, it was a 14 team league, which I don't think any of us have ever done before. So nobody's got a dominant roster. Like everybody's, going to have some holes right yeah Yeah, so 14 team league and paul was picking 13th ppr first round noting because that's not something i typically do either i usually am not a league. so to me that was something to think about as well as running backs in particular like okay yeah so you know just as advice to whoever might be listening know your league understand the the format and the rules and one of the things I think we all noticed with this league is you were waiting a long time for that pick to come back around. I mean, oh. 14 team league and, yeah, and it rolls over. Think, yeah. And both of, uh, so Kevin Paul were both on the either end. Yeah. And I, I had the fifth pick. So I had some, I don't know, 14 picks in between or maybe more. It just felt like forever. And you're looking at the board and just guys are flying off the board and, invariably the player you were kind of hoping might fall they never did because there's just so many other teams in between your picks so i think you know it does justify picking a guy like mahomes potentially earlier and we said it during the draft like you're not going to see that guy again you know it when you're picking 13th and then it comes back around so you were picking what like 16th as well or 15th he's not going to be around at pick 45 or whenever it comes back to you so I made a similar kind of decision with Josh Allen, who I took in the third round. I, I took uh, Najee Harris with the fifth overall pick, which may have been a reach depending on where you see him ranked. But my thinking was he's just, he's a stud. He's young second year. I don't know if he'll put up the same numbers he did a year ago, but he might, and he could get better. And then the other thing is all the other guys around him, Dalvin cook, Derek Henry, I think McCaffrey was off the board at that point, but Eckler might've been available. You know, there's injury concerns. And the worst thing is drafting a running back, you know, super early. And then the guy gets knocked out for the year or a chunk. You think about McCaffrey the last couple of years. I mean, he's 
awesome when he plays, but if he's going to be knocked out for the year, that just kills your whole lineup. You know, I went Najee Harris in the first round, came back with Saquon Barkley in the second round. He is a little bit more of an injury concern, but man, if he's, if he's back, that could be two top five caliber overall players. And then Josh Allen. Yeah. And so my thinking was similar to Paul on that one. You know, I'm not going to see Josh Allen with my next pick. So let me get that quarterback who's going to just rack up the points. You don't have to think about matchups and whatever. You put him out there every single week. So, yeah, those were kind of my top three. What about you, Kev? What, how, how do you uh, what did you end up with? I had the number two pick overall. I decided to get one of the I wanted the best possible guy at one position. Jonathan Taylor was gone, so I decided Jefferson was the best receiver. I think he's just amazing, and he's in a good offense that's likely to be throwing the ball more this year. So I like Jefferson as my first pick, although that put me in a tough spot because I don't have any – a lot of running backs are going to be gone between then and, and pick 23, which is my next pick. Yeah, that's Or 20 right. – whatever, 27. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure I did the right thing. I. I haven't done a 14 teamer before. So, and then I was, I looked at the draft board when I got back to me, it was Javante Williams was the best available, even though he's a guy I wanted. I didn't want him as my number one running back. I wanted. Yeah. You might've been thinking of him more as kind of a sleeper, you know, backup that might break out or something like that. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not worried about him having good production. I just, I thought I could get him as my third round pick, you know, it's only four Mm -hmm. picks later. But there were no other running backs that I liked. So I just took him. And then I went with Kyle Pitts in the third round because I wanted the best available at, well, I guess Kelsey's the best, but I thought Pitts was the best, second best. So I just wanted to solidify as many positions as I could at the top. Not sure it worked out great. Well, you know, and part of it too for me is is not just, you know, again, the top's always going to be pretty good. I mean, no, I don't think anybody really got, you know, completely wrecked sideways with their first couple of picks. It's it's yeah. the middle stuff. I also want to pick a guy I like watching, right? If I'm going to watch the NFL red zone on Sunday, I I want to pick a guy that I'm going to enjoy watching. Yeah, I love fair. watching Mahomes. I'm going to love watching Juju. I'm going to love watching, you know, Mike Evans. And so to me, picking guys that that I actually enjoy watching is 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 part of the calculus. Now, whether or not that's a wise move from a winning standpoint, I don't know. But in the first three rounds, you're going to get somebody good. You might as well get somebody you love, you love to watch. And that's kind of fun. Yeah. And that to me is is a big part of why I pick Mahomes. I literally love to watch him play. And and so why not, you know, pick a guy that I like and that's presumably going to score me some points. But then, you know, you get into those middle rounds and then they're I will be completely upfront, and this is probably not a surprise. I picked a lot of guys. I'm not entirely sure I know who they are. So <laughs> I mean, I know is dead. I, yeah, I can't cross them off then. But <laughs> those are going to be the guys that I want to enjoy getting to see that I don't really know. Again, that's to me the beauty of red zone, things like that. Is okay. This is a guy that now I know, and and we'll see. I picked a lot of holdovers from previous teams last year and and they were probably a mistake but but a lot of guys oh that's a new guy maybe see how they go so that's that to me is the fun part of the middle rounds especially a 14 team draft is i don't know this guy but we're gonna see how good i am with this and that that was that was enjoyable too especially you know watching the the response from the crowds about you picked again (laughs) this guy here is dead well that yeah that's always the fun part you know people are ripping your picks Uh, you know 
who the heck knows at this point right. how these teams are going to wind everybody's up. Everybody's in first place. It's great. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing where everybody is absolutely right about what they're saying about your team and what you're saying about everybody else's team. It's my I, favorite. But I think our I think our live stream was great though. I mean, did we mention oh. this on the podcast that we did the live stream of the draft, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm getting good feedback from everybody. Like they liked it. Maybe that's a thing that everybody should do. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, in the moment you kind of get a feel, there's some instant feedback, you know, for how people are doing and what kind of things are going on at the same time, you know, nobody's paying as much attention to your own team as you are. Yeah. And so you, you have a feel for, you know, it might look like a crazy pick from the outside, but you, you kind of understand what it is you're trying to do and, and who you need now drafting seven running backs, including the first four. Picks. He does that all the time. I mean, maybe that's, <laughs> I don't know. That might be, he, can't help it. he wants to have all the guys. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing that happened to me though, in this draft. And of course, you know, we're on Yahoo. So the computer is, you know, guys are disappearing from the screen in front of you. Invariably, you know, I, I found myself needing wide receivers because I had gone with the quarterback and two running backs early. And then I, I picked um, TJ Hawkinson, the tight end relatively early. Every time it came my time to draft, like there would be wide receivers up there and two or three picks before me, they would disappear. I'd be looking at a list. There's eight running backs and two more tight ends in, on the board. So I picked another running back. You know, it's like, I think that's part of it. When you see just all of the best available guys are, at this particular position, you know, that's kind of the way you want to go. Did, did we learn lessons that, that we can share with the, uh, with the people out there who might actually think they can learn something about how to play fantasy football draft? Like, uh, like Rogers did that guy was focused yeah. on his draft hundred percent. He had yeah. nothing else going on. He was on top of it. He was and, and he in picked, the moment. He picked value picks at where he was right i mean i think he I, I think if i had to encapsulate his strategy it was pick the best available person it happened that it filled out his roster really nice too but but that again look if i had to do it again i would not necessarily draft by position as i did this time but i might just pick the best available player uh, however i evaluated that whether it's through yahoo's dealings or not but i i kind of went with i'm going to get you know my quarterback and then i'm going to get two good wide receivers in retrospect, that probably was not a good plan. <laughs> I probably should have gotten a good wide receiver and then a good running back. But um, but I, I think really in a team, in a 14-team league, when you're you're doing it, just get the best player available because nobody's got a roster already filled. So that was I, I think that's what I would do. Just pick pick whoever you think is the best player available. Do that. What? So using that strategy, I wonder if maybe it just turns out that being at the end of the draft, end of the order, is actually a better this year than most other years because it seemed like the teams at that end, you guys all had a plethora of options, whereas when it got to me, I felt yeah, like no. I had nothing to pick from for a while. No, so. It was mm -hmm. the, the 10 spot was really, you got, you know, we were talking earlier before the draft about how, you know, Spoon's 5 spot was really good. I, I, think, I think the 10 spot really was prime, right, because it was perfect in terms of not feeling like you had to pick a particular player in the top 10, but then it went around exactly at the right time. You didn't. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, I think 10 out of 14, if you're, if you're drafting in a long league, right. And you feel like you're down because you're at number 10, don't you, you may actually be yeah. at bird seat there because you've got, you've got the wherewithal to pick uh, the best player that you can find 
and then enough time to roll it back over when the if it snakes back to you and and pick another good one. I, I that yeah. that's what I, I do. I just felt like your end of the draft was setting the tone of what what was going to happen. The runs happened on your end. and my end, we got the drabs. We got the drib drab. Mm-hmm. No, I just I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but it, that's the way it felt. So. Well, that, that was always my strategy. So in the live stream, we talked about, you know, I really haven't played fantasy football competitively in quite a few years. And back when I was really into it, one of the key strategies for me was always to be on the front end of a run or start the run as opposed to be yeah. at the back end of the run. So, you know, when you got seven or eight wide receivers coming off the board, you don't want to pick the ninth wide receiver, you know, <laughs> flip and pick a tight end or pick a running back. That's a little harder to do with this, you know, this 14 teams, there's just so many teams and so many players coming off the board, but I still think for the most part, I managed to do that. And that, that's part of what I was describing with that thinking. I mean, I need a wide receiver, six wide receivers just went off. I just couldn't take, you know, that, that seventh or eighth wide receiver off the list. So I think wide receiver is the one position that I might be a little bit down compared to others, but Josh Allen was a, you know, that was the start of the quarterback kind of run. TJ Hawkinson, he's a top five tight end. The running backs are good. So I think wide receivers, we did mention this in the live stream too. It feels like once you get down to that kind of mid-tier, wide receivers 15 through 40 are fairly similar. All of them are going to have their big games. And all of them are going to have not so great games. So, And I, that's I, where it becomes the thing about matchups, right? Knowing who who your fantasy team players are playing in the actual NFL that week, because that can make or break the difference. I mean, and, you know, it's nice now that they have, you know, Yahoo and all the other, you know, systems have all that stuff built in. But I, I know that a lot of times when I'm successful, that's what I'm looking at is, you know, who is, who is that player on my team going against in the actual league? And that's a lot of times how I make my calls. I mean, I, I mean, there are some guys that are just automatics, but those wide receiver twos or, you know, W, you know, wide receiver tight end, you know, running back guys, I'm going to look at the matchups and Mm -hmm. if they're going against, you know, they're going against a team that's notoriously bad on defense or whatever, then, you know, that's, that's a guy, especially if in a, in a PPR league where, okay, this running back is going to come out of the backfield and catch the ball like 14 times today. I'm I'm starting him. And even if I only get those 14 points and he gets no yards, that's still worth it. So, I mean, that's, and that's, that's the some great advice to make the, the point on is, is study those weekly matchups because they're going to make or break, you know, a lot of what your, your middle of your schedule is going to be. Yeah. So, you know, I've always felt like I'm pretty good at the draft. Those kind of in week, you know, matchup decisions never seem to be my strong point. I always kind of get snake bit. So are there other bits of advice that either of you guys would offer in that regard? Like, what's your in-season strategy as opposed to draft strategy? Well, I mean, you got you just got to stay on top of the news. I mean, yeah, health yeah. is the first thing, right? Health is always the first thing. Is your guy is your guy questionable? Is he whatever? Uh, and then the second thing is is again, I, I know the league we're using Yahoo is really good about offering you not just a sort of you know green, yellow, red kind of thing, but telling you why that's a good idea. I. I, I use that a lot. I mean, I've never, I've never actually bought any extra stuff, but, but one of the things that you're paying for when you get one of their, that you're using when you get one of the leagues is, you know, they're going to tell you about matchups. And if you know that um, you're playing the Eagles this week and they're notoriously bad against, you know, running backs coming out of the backfield, then that's something you need to think about that, that information is there and it's very worthwhile and it can literally make or break 
the difference between a win or a loss each week. And, you know, that's a big deal. Kev, you got other um, magical uh, strategies that seem to work for you? In season, I mean, look, if you're having a, if you're off to a rough start and you're, let's say you didn't draft good running backs like I did, (laughs) I didn't draft good running backs. (laughs) At least that's not my strong suit. Now I'm going to give them four or five weeks to see how they're doing. Yeah. But at some point you got to kind of look around and look, you know, the guy who drafted seven running backs may be ready for a trade at some point. So that's where you got to keep your eye on and maybe kind of catch, catch him at a point where he's weak with, you know, whatever you, whatever it is you have excess of. So trades are trades can be helped. The rest of your team is doing well, which I expect I'm going to be fine with my wide receivers and tight ends. And hopefully Trey Lance turns out to be good. But my running backs, I already have a big question mark in my head. So I'll be looking around for a trade. One of the other ways that I managed to pick up a lot of points in league, the Yahoo League I did last year was defenses, right? If you, I largely picked whoever was playing against the Jets or playing, I mean, whatever it is, if, if you if, if you have an opportunity to kind of pick a new defense each week, or I mean, I know our league is a little bit different sometimes, but but what, if you have an opportunity to pick a defense that's going against a particularly bad offensive team or a team that is prone to turnovers, you know, those turnovers anymore in this league turn into six. And so that's where your defense suddenly outscores your two running backs combined, which I had happened like five times last year. You know, that's that's worth looking at, too. Uh, defenses are are scoring defenses in the NFL, at least in terms of fantasy. And so they're they're definitely, you know, they're definitely worth a lot. Yeah, you're, you're going to see a lot of teams streaming defenses every week. So, I mean, some people are just going to stick with Buffalo or the Rams or whatever, but. I'm not. I'll be switching. I mean, yeah, I'm going yeah. to be combing matchups because whoever whoever the worst team in the league is, that's the defense, if I can, that I'm going against. Because especially, again, if you know they're going to turn the ball over, that's, that's yeah. eight points on four picks. And you're like, well, that's my week. I mean, that's so that's that's another thing to look for. So basically, whoever's playing New Orleans or Pittsburgh this year. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> you're just not going to let that go. Those teams are both going to be over 500, my friend. No, 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 no. So you said who are playing the Jags, dude? The Jags are looking. The Jags, Lawrence. We're the we're the August Warriors. We always look good in training camp, and then. Hey, I actually drafted Christian Kirk somehow. Oh, you did? Okay. After after ripping him in our episode, and (laughs) yeah, how did that happen? Well, he was available, and he's their number one guy. So I mean, I think it's a fine pick where you got him. Got him in like the eighth or ninth round i mean oh yeah i don't know it, even I mean, you got to take him at some point you're not relying him in as your number one guy or even though you're number two i don't think right so you're fine he might be i don't know it depends how <laughs> crappy the rest of these guys are <laughs> well okay fair enough <laughs> we'll see right well, i got brandon Ayuk. i that guy I like. for him but christian kirk might just be better than him who knows could happen Kev out. Kev out.